let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and it's time for another devotional study. Please be sure to visit us at biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our previous episodes and various Bible study resources. Let's have a word of prayer before we get into our study. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of coming together like this. We ask for your wisdom. We ask for your Holy Spirit to be with us as we enter into this study and help us that we'll rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's study is entitled, Taking Things for Granted. And our passage for this study is Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Okay, that's Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, King James Version. Now, just to be fair, verse 18 doesn't end the sentence, but it's a good stopping point for what we are trying to do. Paul is asking in verses 19 and 20 about prayers for himself. Why is this entitled Taking Things for Granted? As we look around the world at this time, as we look in the news or as we look online, wherever we happen to look or don't look, we should be able to see, whether it's in the church, in the world, in the weather, in nature, wherever we look, economically, civilly, religiously, we see evidence that Matthew 24 is fast fulfilling. And if that is the case, then God's people should be more alert. We are coming upon the end of all things. We're coming up to a time that is significant because it is the culmination, the climax of the great controversy. The problem is that many of God's people are taking things for granted. 
it would not be surprising if people who do not understand the prophetic roadmap are moving through life casually, or at least moving through life with the expectation that they're just going to have to figure it out as they go. I see, and I speak to a number of people who feel that things on the earth are in a weird place and who feel that there's something afoot that they just can't put their finger on. They're alert and attentive to it. But there are people who purport to know how things will play out. There are people who believe the Bible record, believe Bible prophecy about how things will play out, but are operating as though it's a game or a joke or practice. For many years, I was, I was big into sports. And one of the things that is common knowledge in sports is that athletes treat the regular season differently from the playoffs, differently from the finals within those playoffs. Okay. Most athletes, many athletes, certainly the, the elite caliber athletes want to win. Olympic athletes try out for many years and work out for many years to get a limited window on the world stage in order to win. Athletes that go through a season, each game may have a different level of importance depending on the time of the season, the level of the opponent, and a number of other factors. But as you come closer to the end of the season, the standing for each team is important. Athletes prioritize their desire to win. Among athletes, just as among regular people, there are people who have greater work ethic and people who have average or even below average work ethic. Those with above average work ethic spare no pains in getting whatever advantage they can get from their body, with their mind. They're focused on winning. Paul talks about the fact that the runners of the day would would go through great lengths to win a corruptible crown, something that would disintegrate, not even a gold medal, just a corruptible, a laurel wreath. But God's people are, in many ways, not paying attention to the significance of the conflict that is before us. We're not treating the great controversy even like a regular season game, certainly not like a playoff game, certainly not like a finals game. And I'm not saying this because there's a parallel with the game. I'm talking about the mentality that an athlete brings into his season, his livelihood, the thing that he largely stands for, he or she, and the amount of effort that they invest to be better than the next person. The amount of time they spend in the gym or weightlifting or training or on the track, whatever the sport happens to be. Paul tells us here that we have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That we need to put on the whole armor of God, whole thing, so that we will be able to stand against the tricks of the devil. Because... We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. 
our real conflict is not at the flesh and blood level. It's with principalities and powers, with the rulers of the darkness of this world, with spiritual wickedness in high places. And then he emphasizes again, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. In the great controversy, we have to be able to stand. And it will take the whole armor of God. We need to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then he says something really interesting in verse 16. Above all, above all, first and foremost, more important than anything else, above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Whereby we will quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Unbelief is dangerous. We need the shield of faith. Faith has an offensive capability, but it primarily has a defensive capability. With faith, we will be able to deflect doubt and despondency. With faith, we will be able to deflect deception. Christ told the disciples in Matthew 24, Take heed that no man deceive you. God tells us, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Deception is debilitating. Eve was deceived and it set the stage to the fall of man. We live in a world where the enemy is ramping up his attacks. He's doing things using media and using technology and using society. And he's doing it in our faces. And he's doing it blatantly. And he's doing it above and beyond what he has done in the past. And we're taking this all very lightly. We're not understanding that the various um, the various institutions of this world, those involved in education, those involved in entertainment, those involved in in economics, we're not we're taking it for granted that these are all neutral parties. But in the great controversy, there are no neutral parties. There are only two teams. There are three groups of people. There are two teams and three groups of people. There are people on the Lord's side. There are people on the adversary's side. And there are people who are on one of those two sides and don't know it. And trust me, trust me, it's really hard to be on the Lord's side and not know it. It's really easy to be on the enemy's side and not know it. There are people who are on the Lord's side improperly. There are people who love God and just don't have all of what they need to know. Okay? Those people are on the Lord's side, but their knowledge is incomplete. And in order to be protected against the final critical events, they will need to know more and to choose more precisely. But there is no neutral side. The people that you assume are neutral are on a side. And most of the time, it's the side of the enemy. 
And as we come to the great climax, people are going to more deliberately choose. By the time probation closes, everyone will be clearly on a specific side and they will know it. By the time probation closes, everyone is going to be on a specific side. We're taking this for granted. We're, we're acting as though this is a, a trivial matter. We're acting as though, eh, you know what? I have, there's a big game tomorrow, but whatever. I can take care of this other thing. I can be distracted in this following way. I can put energy over here, even though I need to be over here. We're not willing to focus and to shed all of these other things. Think of how many things people who are in the Olympics give up so that they can train and practice and be ready to win that gold because they know that in some cases, one hundredth of a second, one tenth of a second can separate winning from losing from attaining the goal to coming in second or third. And they're willing to forego those things. Here we are looking at the prospect of eternal life. Eternal life or eternal damnation, because this is the important thing. This is not the same as, oh, should I buy this lottery ticket? Well, I won't buy the lottery ticket. And if you do buy it, you have a chance to win. But if you don't buy it, well, your life will be exactly the way that it was yesterday. This is not what the great controversy is about. That's not how the options are. Imagine that your option was to win the lottery or die. Because in the great controversy, you're either going to win or lose. You're not going to win versus not win. You're going to win or lose. Those who are saved by the grace of God, those who are prepared, not deceived, not sidetracked, not diverted, not overcome, they will win. And those who are overcome, who are deceived, who are diverted, who are distracted, who are misled, they will perish. They will perish. We are taking too many things for granted. And Paul shows us in verse 16 of Ephesians 6 that the shield of faith is vital. It's critical. He lists it in the armor of God as above all, because without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, discouragement and doubt and despondency are all likely outcomes. In Hebrews, he talks about the children of Israel who, because of unbelief, did not make it into Canaan the way they should have, who did not receive the promise because they didn't believe. The wandering in the wilderness was done because of unbelief. Eve lost out on Eden and Adam lost out on Eden because they didn't believe the words of God. Whether it's because of deception or willful choice, Eve was deceived, Adam made a deliberate choice. It doesn't matter. It started with not believing. We need to stop taking things for granted. We need to put on the whole armor of God. We need to recognize that we're not playing with a bunch of other mortals. We need to recognize that when we're watching um, 
when we're using our technology and we're watching entertainment and we're engaged in different activities, that these things are all conditioning us. There are only two teams. There are only two teams. And each team is willing to do what it can to get you on its side. The good team has many more constraints because righteousness can't do certain things. The wicked team has zero constraints because wickedness breaks all rules. Deception and trickery and force, these are all legitimate options for the bad guys. Whereas the team of righteousness cannot do that. You have to be appealed to to be on God's team. You have to choose to be on God's team. You can be tricked to be on the enemy's team. You can be deceived. If your faith falters, there are any number of ways to get you on that side. And this is why we were given the counsel that we were given. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Brothers and sisters, we need to put on the whole armor of God. We need to stop taking things for granted. We need to be serious about salvation. We need to stop being distracted and diverted by the enemy. We need to stop falling for the propaganda that the adversary continues to bombard us with on so many levels. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you read. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful who you watch. Be careful who you listen to. Every bit of information you imbibe is helping you to be on one side or the other. Everything, because there are only two teams. And whether everybody on the planet knows it or not, there are only two teams. And at the end of the day, you're either advancing in the kingdom of God or you're heading into and advancing in the kingdom of Satan. There are no other options because there's no middle ground and there's no third team. Take heed that no man deceive you. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege of Bible study. We thank you for the opportunity to present your truth in a way that will help us to make choices each and every day. We ask you to forgive us of our sins, Lord. Help us to stop taking the great controversy for granted. Help us to move forward by faith. Help us to put on the whole armor and to keep on the whole armor until you tell us we can lay down our armor. Bless us, we pray, and bless all those that hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can email us at BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com. 
We look forward to hearing from you, whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. Don't forget to check out the full description of this episode at biblestudy.asbzone.com to ensure that you can access the linked resources and any related podcast episodes. This podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Please remember us in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share His Holy Word. Thank you.